A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb. On the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin, and will put my words into his mouth. He shall tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name, an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Proclamation from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. 
The unclean spirit convulsed him with a loud cry and came out of him. All were amazed and asked each other, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. They were amazed and astonished. Those are the words right from the gospel because Jesus preached with authority. You see, when Jesus said something, change happened. And I've heard it said that if the president were to come into this chapel, everybody would stand. But if Jesus came into this chapel, everybody would kneel. That's because we reverence him and he has all authority. The bottom line is, is that Jesus said at his ascension, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. You see, authority is power, it's influence, it's efficacy. It's ability, you have jurisdiction, and Jesus has jurisdiction over heaven and earth. When he speaks, change happens. We see an example of that in today's gospel when Jesus commands the demons to flee and they flee. We're used to living in a world of authority. Our pope and bishops have authority. And Civil life, the president and politicians have authority. We call police and detectives the authorities. And I'm glad when I flew here from Houston yesterday that the pilot had authority over that airplane. We landed safely, even though it was pretty windy and pretty rainy. But it's God who has ultimate authority. And God has authority over everything. You see, God's is the sovereignty, the power, and the jurisdiction over heaven and earth. God is almighty. When God spoke, things happened. Let there be light, light shone. He spoke and galaxies were spawned. The universe was created at his word that's authority. Similarly, Jesus spoke and change occurred. At his word, storms stopped. Water was turned into wine. Bread and fish were multiplied. Fishermen became fishers of men. Dead people were raised. And today, demons were exercised. And right before communion, we recognize the authority of Jesus as we echo the words of the centurion, 
Lord, only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Wow. And I pray today that you will recognize the authority of Jesus Christ in your life, the authority to heal, to touch you, to bring you new life. And a wonderful truth as I prepared for this homily and thought about it, yes, God is all powerful and authoritative. Jesus' son speaks and things happen. But God and Jesus has delegated this authority to the church. Down throughout the ages, apostolic succession to the church, to, to you and me, authority. When he called his apostles, for example, he said, behold, I give you power. And at the ascension, as I said, he declared, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go. In other words, that was the Great Commission, and he was sending us in his authority. As disciples, we go, the Great Commission, not in my own power or ability to articulate, but really in the power, the authority of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. When I was ordained a priest, I received authority. That's called the apostolic succession. Bishop lays hands on priests and we're ordained. It's a great sacrament, as you know. For example, in the confessional, I have the authority to absolve sins. Wow. At Mass, a priest consecrates simple bread and wine and it's changed into the very body and blood of Christ. Wow. But the primary duty of a priest, even more than the sacraments, and this comes right from our Catholic documents, proclaim the gospel of God to all, to preach and to teach. And I've discovered as a priest and as a missionary that I have authority to change people's lives by my words. I can inspire, encourage, lift up, bring conversion and hope, all through my words. It's, a, it's an amazing vocation. I remember when I grew up in Massachusetts, cold January mornings, I would stand out at the bus stop and talking to my friends. As I was talking to them, you could see my breath. <laughs> it was so cold out. And what that taught me is that when you speak, there's a reality that goes forth. There's efficacy. There's substance to words. I like to call it energy. If it was cold enough in here right now, you'd see that, that words are going forth. Words are coming right into your home right now. Words of power, words of efficacy. Would you believe with me that the same word that Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago in the Capernaum synagogue is happening right here today? It's a living word. The word of God is alive. I belong to the Passionist community. Been a Passionist now for almost 40 years. Our founder, St. Paul of the Cross, gathered companions to live in community, but primarily to evangelize, to preach. He knew the power of words, the efficacy, the authority of, that we were given through Christ. And he gathered companions to proclaim the word. And I live at a retreat center. I preach parish missions. We have media, television, radio, proclaiming the word of God. And let me just put in a little plug. I'm grateful to EWTN for 
really inviting me and allowing me to proclaim the gospel every Sunday at 9.30 Eastern, right after the Mass, my program airs, where I proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, hopefully in a way that brings change and efficacy. It struck me that the man who was possessed was in the synagogue. <laughs> what does that say? That says that he was a churchgoer. And it seems to me that as I've ministered now for about 40 years in the church, many people who go to church, they might not be possessed, but they're oppressed by evil. People are, multitudes of people are stuck, struggling with evil, coming against them, hardships, difficulties. For example, you can be stuck in an addiction or a habitual sin. It could be mired in worry and doubt. Even though you go to church, you doubt. Oppressed, wrestling with negativity in your life. Could be despair, depression, anger. What are you wrestling with? What are you wrestling with? Evil comes against everybody. And I want you to believe with me that that word of Jesus in that synagogue 2,000 years ago is for us here and now a word of freedom, a word of healing, a word to confront the evil that's oppressing your life. And if you are stuck in an addiction, I'm going to do what Jesus did in the synagogue. If you are stuck in an addiction or a habitual sin, it's time move forward. If you're in a desert spiritually and feeling distance, be illumined. Could be you're struggling with negativity and discouragement. Rise up. Or anxiety and worry. We heard in the second reading, I don't want you to be anxious about anything, but maybe you're agitated. Peace. Be still. Or it could be that you're simply oppressed. Evil's coming against you, just like it was that man in the synagogue. Be free. In Jesus' name. As children of God, we have the right to be free. We have the right to an abundant life. We have a right to a close relationship with God. It's our heritage to have peace and to live fruitful, significant lives. And so I say to you and to you watching by television, listening by radio, Peace, tranquility, serenity, harmony, freedom, healing, calm, grace, abundance. Believe with me, folks, it wasn't just 2,000 years ago that Jesus spoke. It's here and now. And I pray that that efficacious word, if it was cold enough, you would see it, will have effect in your life. We just prayed the psalm, if today you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your heart. And that voice of the Lord is gracious, healing, liberating, calming. 
right here, right now. Jesus' word is spoken over you and me to touch us and raise us up.